Welcome back to College Questions. I'm DJ, and I'm without my buddy Tarshawn, as he's been a new daddy, but I want to continue to ask questions and really looking at questions from the Bible. The Bible is full of questions, and I want to encourage you as you listen to or read the Bible, pay attention to the questions. They're fascinating, and they communicate a lot, and you got to think about the context of the question as well, and so I want to ask this question out of Psalm 139, verse 7, which says, Where shall I go from your spirit, or where shall I flee from your presence? Where shall I go from your spirit, or where shall I flee from your presence? Now, this is an interesting question because this uh, recently I had an opportunity to teach in one of our life groups here at church through the first chapter of Jonah. And it's a short minor prophet book of the Old Testament. So you've got four chapters there and it's packed full of a lot of things. And the reality is if I mention Jonah, most of you are going to think of what? What's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear Jonah, right? Probably like me, I think of him sitting in a well, the great fish, right? We think of the well story. We picture it. We see kids books and everyone's captured this and it's uh it's you may even went up to Branson and saw that play Jonah right and they did a spectacular job with that actually uh, at least from a from a presentation uh, presentation standpoint it was phenomenal uh, but I gotta I gotta tell you though when you look at that first chapter the the story of the fish is such a minor part of the much bigger picture and I say that to say because the very end of chapter one, you get that, hey, Jonah was swallowed by a great fish for three nights, three days, three nights. And chapter two starts out with basically uh, the Lord commanded the fish to spit him out on the shore, right? He wasn't finished with Jonah yet. So he had work for him to do. And he was giving him opportunities. It was a lot of grace. But what happened in the beginning was the word of the Lord came to Jonah. But the scripture says that Jonah fled, tried to flee from the Lord. And it mentions it twice, I think, in verse 3. And when he gets on the boat, so he he's just set on this. He's just set on fleeing from the Lord. And uh, he's so much set on it that it, the Scripture says that when he gets on the boat with these men, that the the men knew he was fleeing the Lord, and it, and it records that because he had told them. It was like, this guy, he's... He's, he's attempting to flee from the Lord. Now, I say attempting because can you really flee from God? Can you run from God? Well, we can learn from Jonah. You can try to, right? You can try to run from him. But is it successful? Like, is that is that really going to happen? Like, isn't it a fool's errand? Isn't it straight foolishness to attempt to run from God? And yet, we see Jonah do it. And I mentioned about the well because it's so funny how we emphasize the well being such a big part of the story when the reality is the the biggest part of chapter one is the fact that the word of the Lord came to him and he ran. Like that's where your focus needs to be. It's a, I, I think that's a miraculous thing. What happened with the fish? It's it's incredible. It's fun. It's it's fun to think about, talk about, watch a presentation of. But at the end of the day, the emphasis of me in chapter one is how a man responded to the word of the Lord coming to him. And it wasn't good. It wasn't a good response. He ran. Or should we say he tried to. Uh, And then he's telling people about it. Like, I'm here because I'm running from the Lord. And it just, 
it, reading through that story and getting ready to teach that lesson, it, it reminded me of Psalm 139 because I'm sitting here thinking, you know, I don't think this is going to go so well, meaning that I don't think you're going to be successful. And, and it makes me think of this question in Psalm 139, where shall I go from your spirit or where, sh- where shall I flee from your presence? And I'm going to keep reading because here's the answer. If I send to the heaven or to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take my wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light about me be night. Even the darkness is not dark to you and the night is bright as day for darkness is as light with you. And so even the psalmist answers the question for us. Can it happen? Can can Where can I go to flee from God? You can't. He's there. He created it all. He created everything, including you. That's why that psalm even goes on to talk about, you know, you knit me together in my mother's womb. You know, you, you, piece, you put me together and I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Like you see this picture um, of what happened. And so I just, I like this question, uh, you know, where can I go? Because there are examples, case in point, Jonah, where people attempted to flee from God and it didn't work out. God's right there waiting for him, like gets out the fish. Like, okay, Jonah, we're going to try this again, but let's, let's try this again. Here we go. I want you to go to Nineveh. Here's the job. What are you going to do? How are you going to respond to that? You can't flee. You can't run. You tried, but it's not going to work. And before we give Jonah too hard of a time, I think we got to be willing to admit that there's a lot more of Jonah in us than we are willing to admit. In other words, I think I do believe the Bible is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword, uh, penetrate dividing soul and spirit joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. This is from Hebrews. But that last part of that verse, it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. I think that what that means is it does rebuke. It does correct exactly what second Timothy says it does, which means Jonah wasn't happy because the word of the Lord that came to him, he, he didn't like what God had to say. Right. So he, he ran And before we give Jonah too hard of a time, let's be honest and say, we do the same thing a lot of the time. God's word is living and active. It cuts to dividing soul and spirit. It judges our thoughts. It judges our attitudes. It rebukes, it corrects. And when that happens, we don't like that. And so we tend to have a similar response. We may not be running to a boat and heading for Tarshish, but we do want to act as if God is not saying that. We do want to run in a sense of, nah, I'm not listening to that, Lord. I don't agree with you on that. And we run in, in a in a very, uh, we attempt to flee that word from the Lord in the same way Jonah did. I see that in us and I see it in my heart and I see it in the hearts of uh, people. It, it's We're prone to do this. We, we don't often like what God has to say. And so we just try to run and it is foolishness. And that's why I like this question, because the psalmist is asking the question. And then he goes on to say, like, yeah, you can't you can't do it. And I think that changes your perspective and it, it, it forces you to look at what God is saying. Right. That word that is so living and active and cuts and divides and judges. 
and rebukes and corrects. It forces you to face that and to face that confrontation and that conflict of your flesh and your spirit. And you have to make a choice. Am I going to try to run from these things or am I going to embrace it? I want to give you some wisdom here. You're not always going to like everything God has to say to you. Now, I don't mean God speaking in an audible voice like God God did that in the past. But as we see in the scriptures, like God's now given us his son, Christ, and through the word, we have everything we need to know, everything we need for life and God. And it's already available through the spirit, through his word. It's here. And Jesus said that the Holy Spirit, when he comes, he's going to be a helper. He's going to remind you of these truths. So I do believe, certainly the spirit of God puts thoughts in your mind that are reminding you of what God's truth, the word of God that is living and active. You're not always going to like those things. For example, you might find yourself at some point complaining. And would you know, there's a very specific command that says, do everything without complaining. And so in that moment, maybe you catch it in the temptation and you just really want to find yourself complete. Maybe you've already spewed it out and just coming out and the, the, the Holy Spirit put that thought in your mind. I'm pretty sure there's a Bible verse. Do not do everything without complaining. You're not going to like it. You're going to want to justify it. You want to flee from that thought. But you got to be reminded of this question from Psalms. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? Even if I do this, even if I do it, you are there. And I like how he also goes on to say, even there, your right hand will guide me. If we can just come to our senses and realize that running from God is a fool's errand, it will accomplish nothing and only lead to even more and greater foolishness. Wisdom is the ability to see that for what it is and understand that not everything, there are some things that will be from God that are going to be pleasant, that you read, that you hear, that you study, that you meditate on, and it's going to make you feel good. And that's awesome. I love those. But there are others that are going to cut. They're going to divide. They're going to rebuke. They're going to correct. And you've got to be willing to ask yourself that question. Am I willing to face this or am I going to follow a poor example of Jonah and flee the word of the Lord. Pay attention because I think that is a great thing to examine in your life. It's a great thing to pay attention to. You have the opportunity to do this well or do it poorly every day of your life. The word of God never ceases to cut, divide, judge, rebuke, correct. It's always doing those things. And so how will you respond to it? It's a great question. And I've really been challenged to think about that in my own life. And I hope and pray that you will as well. Oddly enough, I find that very encouraging. And I can smile right now knowing that when we embrace those things, we're better off having received it. When we're better off understanding that, hey, I can't go anywhere. God's right here. So you know what? Let's deal with it now, God. I don't like what you're saying, but you know what? I got to get it right. So let's get it right. Do it. Do it quicker rather than later. And I hope you've been encouraged by this as well. God bless. Until next time, I'm DJ, and we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Whatever you want to be, it helps to be well. An active, healthy lifestyle is key. We offer tips and support to quit smoking and address health conditions like diabetes and high blood pressure. It's never too late to make decisions to help you be healthier. Call 833-283-WELL. Be you, be well. This ad brought to you by your master tobacco supplement.